<clears throat> Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB One Year Taxi Squad. We are IDP Nation. And we are back once again. Same bat time, same bat channel. We've actually been consistently taping now that we have like three shows a week. We really can't <laughs> push the shows uh, another day. It seems like we're always, you know, recording, then preparing, recording, then preparing. It's a wicked cycle. Uh, so, Daryl, how are you? Doing pretty good, Dan. How are you? No, I'm doing pretty good. We are joined this week by uh, the Monkey Stat crew himself. <laughs> Dynasty trip, how are you? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you man. guys know I'm a long-time listener. Yeah. And happy to join you. First time ever on a podcast, so I'm excited to talk some IDP with you. Yes, awesome. yes. Yeah, Monkey Stack Crew uh, has been was one of our original, I don't know, one of our original, sh- you know, like first season at least, you know. First summer, I think, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's been a while. Um, so, why don't we get some plugs out of the way? We'll give you some more opportunity to, to, to plug your writing and where you write and stuff uh, a little bit later on too. But uh, where, where do you work, so to speak, for fantasy football? Yeah, I'm a dynasty football factory at EFF underscore Dynasty, and uh, my personal handle is Dynasty Trip with two P's, and primarily focused on IDP. I've done a little bit of work on tight ends as well, but also handling the rankings for IDP too. So uh, currently the, the rankings are dynasty oriented. I need to get those up for redraft, obviously here very soon. Yeah, my Sweet. rankings are purely dynasty. I don't I don't make redraft. I think, um, who was it, Tyler and uh, Johnny the Greek, I think, do the weekly rankings um, over at IDP guys. Um, so yeah, we know that place you write at pretty well. <laughs> yeah, we heard of it. <laughs> yeah, that's where we got our start. That's definitely that's right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I'm gonna keep you pulling me in there. It's been a fun experience. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun experience. Uh, start you know going from guy that loves Dynasty to actually writing about it and, and podcasting about it and just I don't know. It, it becomes all consuming. It seems like. Uh, which is good and bad sometimes, you know, good when you're bored, you know, like uh, the, the coronavirus, uh, the, these past few months I've kept busy with all my fantasy football stuff going on, um, which brings us to today, which is uh, a dark Tuesday uh, because we have a lot of players uh, making personal decisions to opt out of the 2020 season. I think some of us would like to opt out of 2022, Uh you know as well you know just completely just hibernate until 2021 comes around uh but yeah i mean they made these decisions i know a lot of people are blasting patriots um on on twitter i saw that earlier today and i'm like you don't know these people like (laughs) you just think because they're professional athletes that they're just supposed to you know 
do whatever it takes to get out on the football field. And then a lot of these guys have newborn children uh, and they want to be able to be around them. You know, they yeah. want to just leave their families for six months and say, I'll see you when my kid's like, you know, two years old at this point. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I saw a lot of garbage takes on, on, you know, these guys being wimps and whatever. Um, they're just doing what they need to do. Honestly, they're they're getting paid more than I do in a year <laughs> to sit at home with their families and take care of their families, and then their contract is still going to be there next season. Um, it gets apparently wiped off the books for this year, but it just gets pushed back. So if you had three years left on your deal, you know it just gets pushed back. Your third year, first year, second year, yeah. whatever starts next year. Um, tons of players apparently on COVID lists. I haven't seen the full um, COVID list. Obviously, Justin Jefferson was one that uh, was a big name. You know, a lot of people were. And uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. So, uh, Ronald, oh, yeah. Ronald Jones will get a head start on uh, camp for Tampa. But, um, but yeah, the opt-out names, uh, we'll go over those a little bit. Uh, the the Patriots seem to be the big ones hit, but there are some other big uh, big holes being left by these players. And you know we say it all the time: this is a next man up league. So yeah, it's going to be exactly that next man up. And um, some of these players, I think, are saying, you know what, I might have been cut. So. I'm going to get out now while I can and get $150,000. So, true. Very uh, true. Because there's a couple names on here that I'm like, they were <laughs> going to be fighting for a spot anyway. Uh, we'll go over <laughs> the list here. We'll, we'll focus on the IDP side, obviously. But uh, some bigger names, uh, not really huge. ID, nobody huge for IDP yet. I did see somebody on Twitter just a few minutes ago when I was checking that out say, uh, what if Christian McCaffrey – opted out oh and you know <gasps> I, I think that would just kill the fantasy football buzz i know i have him in quite a few leagues um, but i guess it, it's good that we're getting the information now um i guess if a player opts out after the august 1st i, I don't really know the rules but uh did anybody read up on that? Uh, what happens if they decide to opt out after the first? Is this none of no money guaranteed after that, or their contract told and they don't get the stipend? Okay. Ah. Uh-huh. So yeah, so they kind of have to make that business decision now. I mean, with really with the you know, I'm wearing my Phillies hat over here with the, the stupid Marlins. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the what they were thinking. Uh, with that baseball, I really thought baseball was just going to be, yeah, we're done, the season's over. But they, they said, I you know thought what? they was the, too. But... The Marlins are just going to have to find fifteen other players to come play with them for however long those what? players are out. I guess they're out for two weeks or so, or ten days or something like that. What if that happens in the NFL and they do the same thing? That's, that's what you got to practice for, I guess. Yeah, but how big's your practice squad? I mean, it's not. You get ten players off your team with it, that's yeah. going to wipe out your practice squad and end zone. Your whole offensive mm-hmm. line goes out. You got to start your quarterback. <laughs> yeah. These rookies are going to be picked up off the street. Is what's going to happen. 
Well, I mean, some would argue that's good for players. They'll get time yeah. exposure. Some other big news today. Uh, Netflix, Last Chance You came out. The, the <laughs> final season, apparently. I watched the first episode, and uh, the, the coach seems like he doesn't hate his football team like all the other <laughs> coaches. The first guy, the first two seasons with at Eastern Mississippi or whatever, he was okay for a while, but towards the end of the season, he was like, you know, pretty much done. The guy they had in Indy the last season, he was, I don't know, he was something else. He was a piece of work. <laughs> um, but this coach uh, seems to be, I mean, he's coached for like 40 years. Uh, so, and, you know, he calls everybody brother. <laughs> even even his female uh, that works with him, he, he called brother. And she was like, I'm not your brother. <laughs> so... It was kind of funny. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good show. If you never checked it out, uh, I enjoy it. I don't know. They go through, um, I think it's uh, Landry Community College in Oakland. So it's a interesting look into JUCO football. Um, a couple of these guys might be in the college realm. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to, I'll have to see if I recognize any names and check my uh, – Campus to Canton drafting list to see if anybody is on that list. So yeah, I saw the first season when it was East Mississippi Community College. I didn't, I didn't know that they'd even change JUCOs. That's, but it was an interesting show. I didn't, yeah. I went without Netflix for a couple of years, so I got it back now. <laughs> I got it on it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's good, and you know, I get into Netflix. See, the one nice thing is my gym. The the, lip, the the cardio equipment's all hooked up with Netflix. So it oh. makes my hour on the treadmill or hour doing whatever go by a lot smoother if I got something going on that I am interested in. Especially right. football football shows. Like I watched the uh, the QB1 show that's about a bunch of the, the college quarterbacks coming up. Um, yeah, the last one I think had Justin Fields in it. Or that was the original one, I think. Had Justin Fields and Jake Fromm, which Jake Fromm's down the league, so um, you know it's kind of interesting to uh, peer into their high school, your senior and high school seasons, and uh, you know I'm a sucker for all that football stuff. So, <laughs> yep, all or nothing. Hard knocks coming up. Absolutely. Oh, hard knocks! I can't wait. The all or nothing, I actually have to go back and watch some seasons because I, I missed some of the seasons. Um, I do want to go back and watch some of those. Um, last summer, I watched the entire Panthers one on my flights uh, to and from California. So <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, but anyway, we are here to talk a little bit about, uh, obviously, the next man up syndrome uh, that we have going on. Let's go through some of the big names. Uh, I, I got this list from uh, Jesse Morse at Dr. Jesse Morse uh, at Fantasy Doctors, the Fantasy Doctors. Um, they put this yeah. list together, uh, a, a Google sheet basically, uh, just kind of keeping track. So obviously, the other one, the other, the first one the other day, uh, uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, um, he's a doctor in. Canada, yeah. and he is, you know, on the front lines, uh, you know, fighting the good medical fight. 
Um, you know, it's no wonder that he decided, you know, this is what he's doing medically is more important than what he's doing on the football field. And right. um, if he's in Canada, he might just not want to come to the United States because can't go back to Canada for a while if he does. Yes. Yeah. Because um, right. I know the hockey players, um, well, that's the deal with the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are kicked out of Canada. Yep. Yep. Uh, and they don't want anybody coming back. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the deal with hockey. You know, they're staying in Canada. They got the, the hockey bubbles. Um, are you guys Now, before we get into more of these names, are you guys surprised that they are not even considering a bubble? Like that, the, Honestly, there was no. reports that they, they, they basically said, we're not, that's not an option. Yeah. It just seems like such a much bigger operation than the NBA with 80 yeah. players, current, a lot of current rosters versus 12. And uh, it's just it this, I guess I'm not surprised. I mean, it's a good point. I hadn't thought about it too critically, but no, I'm not surprised. Here's my idea. And this may sound, this may be <laughs> a pipe dream. Okay, you got this brand new uh, Roomba-looking stadium out there in Las Vegas. You have <laughs> hundreds of hotels in Vegas. Yeah. Just take over the strip. The NFL can do it. That's a fair point. I got you know, the money. You don't think that the that those those casinos and hotels would just be like, yeah, come on to Vegas? <laughs> yeah, they I mean, they'd love that. I mean, they could even set up a couple different bubbles. I mean, there's a couple different, you know, ways that they could go about doing that. And I just, I look at the way that basketball and hockey are doing it, and it's, it seems to be working. Like, you don't hear of any, you know, you hear a bonehead here and there, you know, some, somebody ordering takeout food. Uh, but they got quarantined for 10 days because somebody ratted them out. So it's kind of working. Um, you know, it, it is a big commitment on their part. They have to leave their families and they can't, you know, they can't no. leave the, the bubble. Um, but would it be safer? Yeah, probably. Uh, probably. It's tough. Again, we're, we're not in that situation. You know, I get to spend a lot of time with my family since I've been home. Um, they would be spending zero time with their families. So it's, you know, it's, it's a lot to ask. Right. Um, but yeah, so let's get into some of these <laughs> names. Uh, so we, we talked about Duvernay Tardif. Uh, the first one that hit this morning, uh, the big one was Dante Hightower. And, you know, we've talked about him before in IDP, not necessarily being a huge point getter but for that defense that's your middle linebacker that's the guy calling your plays uh, after the the patriots basically got um torn down by brian flores in miami bringing all the guys to there and, wow. and, and detroit before that you know all of patricia's guys going with him you know trey flowers and, and uh, Harmon. I, I bet you they wish they had Harmon back you oh know, gosh right? yeah i bet they do um you know, what, what do you think about um, him opting out? And who does it open up opportunity for, do you think? Does it open the door for Jawan Bentley? That yeah, everybody's been living well. the past few preseasons? It very well could. 
I know everybody's been been on him the last couple seasons, but you know he hasn't oh, yeah. stayed healthy. He hasn't got the playing time, uh, yeah. so it probably does open the door for him. I mean, who else is there? I mean, does I'm it open the door for you know Cash Maluya? You know, the, one of their draft picks. Does it open the door for? I don't think Jennings, and I don't think. Uche, they're outside Uche, guys. they're more outside guys. I don't think it really helps them much. I mean, besides just maybe getting on the field. Yeah, I, for me, I think it's Bentley. If he's healthy, he's he's the main benefactor here if he's uh, healthy. I think he still has to keep he's earn his keep, though. So he's got to True. earn those backs, and he's got to show that he can play in coverage. Uh, he's. I think everything I've seen is that they do anticipate that he'll start. The question is, can he – does he then go from a full-time, a part-time role that he's certainly in before Hightower leaves to a full-time role now? And a lot of it has to do with I think, what he can do. They got a couple other guys there. They do have Brandon Copeland that they got from the Jets. And Copeland oh, has yeah. played both edge and off-ball linebacker at a pinch last year because the Jets were so hard up from injury. Um, I, I went to Michigan for three years. I've watched Uche play, and um, not that you guys haven't, but I, I, I have, I guess – uh, off the reservation take that that guy looks more like a Brandon Collins, I mean, Jamie Collins type than, exactly. than, a, than a pure edge defender, outside linebacker type. I could be wrong about that. And so I think the L, but that may be where they're starting to look. I think probably more, more likely they start to look at their safeties. They got Kyle Duggar and Adrian Phillips, and they just start thinking more dime defense, kind of like Baltimore did last year. They realized at the pro point that they didn't have a full-time linebacker on that roster, and they just showed up and dime all day, every day. And that's, I guess, what the Patriots' most likely game plan would be in my mind, and it's just dependent on whether or not Bentley can hold down a full-time role or not. Well, you mentioned uh, Duggar and Phillips, and they're going to be around because they also uh, – Patrick Chung has opted out as well. Yep. Uh, so that leaves a big hole in their secondary, and, and Phillips is probably the, the first beneficiary of that. But, mm-hmm. like you were saying about dime and nickel looks, I mean, Duggar's probably that next guy on the field. Um, I think J.C. Jackson and, and Jonathan Jones will also see a lot of time back there, but they also have Terrence Joe Brooke. Juan Williams. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, McCordy and Gilmore will probably be your outside guys. So, I mean, you take out Chung, Adrian Phillips probably slides in that role, and then you, you go from there. I mean, Duggar could potentially take that job. Um, but I think rookie season, rookie season, I think it's going to be Phillips going in there. They signed Phillips for a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he he's not <laughs> – <laughs> he's not, he's not Rayshon Jenkins or oh, but you know, uh, for the brand. I hate you. I really do hate you. For the brand. You're such an asshole. Not you, monkey. <laughs> the thing about the Patriots, they showed off a lot of three safety looks last time. They still have four competent safeties, assuming that Duggar can, can show up play well between Brooks and uh, McCurdy and Phillips and um, so, yeah. <laughs> out there but yeah they, I feel I feel like that they're definitely going to show a lot of free safety looks so um, yeah, definitely we'll have to see though yeah uh, some other names yeah I, th- I think you're kind of right I mean I think if you're looking at linebacker Bentley's definitely the guy then 
you know, maybe Copeland can come over, step in. I think the two rookies, they're, they're outside guys. Not saying they can't play inside, but if Copeland moves over to the inside, then one of those guys gets to step as a starter. And then, you know, like safeties, they're, they're hurting a little bit everywhere. Duggar and Phillips are definitely going to play a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, you know, those are the two huge uh, IDP names. And, and not the Chung. I mean, Chung is usable as a bench guy, as a depth guy. But, and, and you know, same thing with Hightower. He's more of a bi week guy, a depth guy. Um, there were some other big. Uh, it seems like defensive tackle and offensive line are, are two places where you're in close proximity. You know, I've never played, you know, besides some, some you, know, you know, school ball, um, you know, at high levels, you know, not to, I'm not playing at college level where, you know, you're intense, you know, battles in the uh, trenches. But I'm guessing these linemen, they're, yeah. they're all over each other all game. Like, there's no distancing when it comes to offensive line and defensive line. That's your job is to stick the guy, you know, either put him into the ground or, you know, push him out of the way to get to the quarterback. Uh, so a couple of these guys um, will go in order of least importance to most importance. Uh, you know, Caleb Brantley for the Washington football team, not really a huge loss <laughs> on their part. He probably was going to get cut. That's one of the guys I was mentioning that probably got himself some money before he was cut because I don't think he was even going to make the team, maybe as a depth guy. But um, the next couple are big deals. Um, actually, the next one, Kyle Petko was a, was a third-string defensive tackle. Um, you know, that just means it opens up an opportunity for – other defensive linemen to cycle in there um, as far as that. you know, Brantley, like I said, I don't think he's going to make the team. Uh, but with Petco, he was playing some, some times. I don't have the exact snaps in front of me. They drafted uh, Telvin, uh, McTelvin Agam. They had Draymond Jones from last year. They had Demarcus Walker. They have a bunch of guys. They just picked up Jarrell Casey. They, they got guys that can play. Uh, so, you know, that, that seems like Petco might not be a huge loss for them. No. Um, they started uh, Mike Purcell at nose tackle starting around week four, I think, and they, that seemed to be effective for them. The defense really picked it up from that point on. So, uh, yeah, I don't see Petco as a big loss for them. Yeah. Uh, the other two are pretty big losses. Eddie Goldman for the Bears, um, you know, he, he kind of plays nose for them in that 3-4. They do have some other Mm -hmm. guys that could fill in there, but he's been pretty solid there. Not a huge IDP name, uh, but they they got John Jenkins from Miami. I mean, you could see... I don't even know. Travis Gibson maybe play some time in there. I mean, you have Bilal Nichols. I mean, a lot of your guys that you have there are, are kind of you know either bigger defensive ends or, or defensive tackles um i, I think that's going to hurt their run defense up the middle though um, for sure not yeah. having him there which you know means roquan smith danny trevathan might get to uh get a little bit more action 
so to speak. And the other big name, any of the other things yeah. on the Bears and Goldman. No. Okay. Uh, I guess the thing from you yeah, just make maybe the King, King Geeks inside. Who's that? The King Hicks, maybe they kick him into the nose and he's already uh, move of... up Roy. Uh... Yeah, he's a D tackle, maybe. I mean, depends on where you. I mean, Goldman was right over the nose. I mean, he's your nose man, so maybe they kick Hicks in there. Yeah, they might look to to pick up somebody. I mean, Pretty some of, some of the people out there though, like uh, I read something about Snacks Harrison. I think he's got a. Uh, a newborn or something like that um so I, a lot of these guys have young kids they don't really want to put themselves in the position to to get sick or get their family sick um the other one which was a huge loss because i was just hyping him up and i think i took him in a few leagues uh, michael pierce uh, he just signed with the minnesota vikings and he's opting out mm-hmm. i think it's a huge loss for yep. them because he was supposed to take the place of um i forget his name now linval joseph linval joseph yes yeah because um, he went to the los angeles chargers uh so that leaves a big hole i mean you got jaleel uh johnson i think is the primary mm-hmm. guy that's gonna yep. fill in um i think shamar stefan is still there mm-hmm. well he's kind of the other d tackle uh so yeah jaleel yeah. johnson uh, Armand Watts, Jalen Holmes, uh, Hercules Mata Afa. I thought he was more of an edge guy. <laughs> um, here's a question, and Daryl, you might be best to answer this because um, no. I think you watched him. Do you think Kenny Willickies could kick inside to play some tackle? Mm, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. He's too uh, he, much of a. He's, he's more of that long, slender frame. Okay. He's more of that. Uh, true edge rusher top i just don't think he has enough not that he doesn't have the skill i just don't think he has the size to hold up in there right now and i don't think that really benefits his game really he's more of that edge rusher like daniel hunter like uh anthony Barr, the outside guys that rush so you could I'm so, to, look to see who else they have odinegbu we've been talking about yeah. as a end but that could spell him moving inside well and maybe they get they got jalen holmes who's been there a little bit yeah i mean they got, uh, they got the rookie james Lynch. julio johnson was functional placing linval joseph when Linval joseph was hurt last year I, I think the bigger thing that impact that i wonder about is that they had brought in dom capers because they wanted to uh learn a few things about three, four defenses and see how they could influence their defense to be a little bit more versatile. And with Pierce was the, the proper two gapping nose tackle that they didn't really have on the, uh, on the roster without him, that limits them a little bit there and makes me wonder if they'll struggle to keep Kendricks clean uh, as he's pursuing uh, ball carriers a little bit. So that, I guess I would be, I would be hes- I obviously with Kendricks just putting up a career year. I would have been concerned about him repeating those numbers, but it just seems that much less likely now that he doesn't have a a Michael Pierce or a Linval Joseph in front of him to make that happen. So that would be the 
I guess the biggest impact that I would see. I think that the guys that we listed there are all reasonable candidates to rotate through in Pierce's absence, but it just limits what they can do just a little bit more. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's kind of what it does is it kind of, you know, it's a big hit to a football team trying to win games. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So looking at this list, uh, the rest of the names on here, not to devalue anybody on the defensive side of the ball, uh, aren't really huge names. I mean, we have um, Maurice Kennedy from the Cowboys cornerback. He probably, in all likelihood, wasn't going to play much. You know, with, with the way they kind of, you know, they have Awuzier, they have Jordan Lewis, uh, they have, they just drafted uh, Diggs. You know, they, they have a few other guys. Um, Anthony Brown, I think, is still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think that's going to impact Dallas huge. Uh, and the other, actually, that was it for the defensive side of the ball. Um, some big names on offense. I mean, not some, you know, the Patriots had a bunch of guys just come out today and say they're not playing. Uh, they're one of their offensive linemen, Marcus yeah. Cannon, Brandon Bolden, who's you know a special teamer. Uh, backup running back role for them. Their fullback, uh, Vital, opted out. A couple offensive linemen um, from one from Baltimore, Andre Smith. Uh, we had Najee Torrent from the Patriots opt out as well. Um, so we have these guys that you know could be an impact. Chance Warmack was a backup guard for Seattle. Um, the big name yep. that the the big names that happened today offensively, Marquise Goodwin, who was just traded to Philadelphia. Um, that's kind of a big hit because they were kind of expecting him to be a speedster on the outside, and uh, Devin Funchess on the Packers, <laughs> who you know he's maybe lucky he has a job, so maybe that was his strategy. I'll keep a job for another year. <laughs> Um, but that opens the door for some players like the Lazard King and Equimedia St. Brown and uh, the Mar- Marquez Valdez Gantling. Um, those guys to, again, take another shot at being the number two to Devontae Adams um, there. And the one that has been rumored, we'll bring it up and say it's been rumored. It's not a confirmed uh from an agent or at the team, uh, Nick Foles is, is rumored to be uh, opting out. Which yeah, I've been be, looking. I haven't seen anything confirming that yet. Anyway, that would so. be the biggest piece fantasy wise if he opts out, only because yeah, so. he would impact the entire Bears receiving core. Not right. saying I'm not trying to bash Trubisky or anything, um, but he. he he was brought in to compete with Trubisky and maybe bring the best out of him or see he can't cut it and move on uh, and go with Foles this year. So the Bears now, are, you know, if, that, if this is uh, true, then the Bears are going to have to really, um, you know, ramp up their coaching up. Um, wow. Wow. Huge news breaking right now. 
the Chargers oh. and Joey Bosa reach a massive five-year, $135 million extension. So Ooh. I didn't even hear Bosa was upset with the contract, but it is a Well, I seen deal. something a minute ago that he reported to camp, and I'm like, really? This is – and they were kind of talking about his contract, and I was like, wow, well, this is the first I've heard of it. They, they walked wow. in the door and got it done. Um, and you know what? It, it seemed like it happened forever ago. We, we didn't mention the huge bomb over the weekend. I was wondering. I was starting to get disappointed in you for not mentioning this right off the bat. Yeah. I, like I said, it happened a few days ago. It's almost like old news. Um, this is yours. I was going to let you have the glory. Here. It is. And um, <laughs> let, let's see. i got to find the appropriate thing to play here. Um, here we go. Everything is awesome. Oh, my God. Jamal Adams, Seahawk. I, I don't really love that we gave up like the next twenty draft classes, but to get him, but that and the fact that we didn't immediately give him a contract. Um, but yeah, it's a huge deal. Um, I was joking around that the Seahawks don't know how to use first-round picks anyway, so you might as well get a, a starter out of the deal. That's not a joke, Dan. That's true. Now, Rashad Penny's a decent football player. He's not yeah, a first-round pick. <laughs> L.J. Collier, I'll—he's been disappointing, but you know he—he he was what one season. I mean, it looks bad. Hopefully, he can <laughs> prove that he was worth that. But, I mean, honestly, the Seahawks haven't had a first-round pick that worked out since, I don't know. Was... Earl Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> Earl Thomas is probably, yeah, one of the one of the ones. Um, they don't do well in the first. The, the rest of them, you know, they, they're pretty good with. It's the first round they just need to trade out every year. So, you know, keep sending those first-round picks for all-pro safeties and all-pro offensive linemen and whoever. Um, it works out. But, yeah, I mean, he automatically, I think, makes that defense, that secondary in particular, ten times better. Because um, he's a presence back there. He's a playmaker, first of all. And I like Bradley McDougald, and he was a solid player for the Seahawks, but he's not Jamal Adams. No. no. I mean, <laughs> nobody would tell you, nobody would tell you that they mistake the two of them for each other. Um, right. So, I mean, it's, it's it's great for the secondary. They got to lock him up. He's gonna want tons of money. He's gonna want some of that Joey Bosa money and that Miles Garrett money, probably. Yeah, um, and he's gonna get it. He'll probably get it, but uh, he's think, gonna get it whether y'all give it to him or not. He's getting. It. Well, that's the thing is, you gave up all this. You have to resign him. Like the, oh, you gosh. can't. You, you you can't just say. You know, oh well, we, we we gave him up for a for a one year run. You know, it's not like baseball where you, you give up your farm system for one guy to to you know for six months. So yeah, it, it was a good weekend. Again, I, I was slightly perturbed that they gave up a lot, but I mean, it, it's a it's a business decision. They did what they needed to do to get the guy they wanted. Um, well, they feel like they're going to win. No, they have. They 
It doesn't look like they can get Clowney back, so they needed an impact player on defense. And yeah, that's an impact player on that. Yep. And the fifth-year option is in place, so they do have them for two years, even if they don't get something done. One would expect they would. Uh, yeah. Most of the time, restart or extended it. He was entering his fifth-year option. Is that right? I think so, yeah. I believe it's yeah. right. I, I love it for you guys. I think that's a, that's a win-now move. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a, I mean, I know some of these pieces that you draft are kind of like future picks. With uh, Not if you waste them. Well, True, but and it's funny because somebody brought up the screenshot of the Jets' last ten drafts in the first oh, round gosh. and how none of those guys are around. I can only imagine what they're going to do with these two, three if you count the third that you all gave up to. Well, they're probably going to try to trade up to get. Uh, I mean, if 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 they're going to be in position to earn the first overall pick, then it's going to be a quarterback, and Sam Darnold's mm-hmm. going to have a short tenure. Yep. Yeah, but well, he's every year three, I think. I mean, it's, if he's three years and hasn't done it, then yeah, then everybody is cleaned out, right? And Gase is gone, and if they're if they're two and fourteen, I think Gase is gone no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think it's still too early to, to can Darnold though. Yeah, he hasn't had the best of weapons around him. No, they don't, he doesn't have any this year. He has true. Um, that's what I'm saying. He's not had the best of I mean, players the rookie, around him. They had the rookie Mims. I mean, he threw like seven touchdown passes to Ryan Griffin for Christ's sake. Right. Robbie he Anderson have, was he didn't the have best receiver. Yeah, Robbie Anderson was good, and but yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's the Jets, and they just <laughs> haven't done anything right since I don't know. Mark Sanchez Ever. was probably the last thing they did right, <laughs> and, and that is was ended in disaster. So I mean, it ended in mockery of the butt fumble being. Ah, uh, yes, the legendary butt fumble. I mean, the butt fumble's the most famous New York Jet thing since Namath waving the finger. That's right. I, I Do mean, they still make those old school NFL blooper tapes? Because that's got to be on there somewhere. I don't think they oh, do. It's, it's just on every not top 10 on ESPN and, and things like that. You know, it's just on everybody's mind whenever you talk to Jets is butt fumble. <laughs> Joe Namath trying to uh, accost um, Susie Colber and him wagging the finger when they he was actually sober and playing football. <laughs> so, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so that, that was huge. Um, I, I guess the the opt out news kind of has been a killjoy to some of that because um, there's still it's it's you know the 28th that we're recording this there's still a few days for these players to make decisions and yeah if it's the first then you've got three days right so what happens when uh, see and I I've, I don't think there's a chance that Russell Wilson would opt out but Russell Wilson's wife had a kid like three days ago, four days ago. Mm-hmm. But he was also probably one of the people banging on John Schneider's desk uh, or, or door or Zoom meeting and saying, get us Jamal Adams. Like, So uh, I kind of think he's going to play. I'm, I'm waiting for one of these faces of the franchises to not play. Yeah, it's coming, I think. I just don't know who. If you're Yannick and Gakwe, do you just opt out and say, I'm not playing in Jacksonville? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. 
But then his contract doesn't toll, and he's still under contract next year. <laughs> so then they would have to open back up the negotiating period, and he could be traded. He could still be traded. Yeah. Yeah, he could be traded. Yeah. Yeah, but they can't extend it now. It's a problem. Whoever he was doing. They, but, they uh, were not going to extend it. He, he is not signing an extension in Jacksonville. No. Not with Jacksonville, no. I no, mean, I, money, can, money can make a lot of problems go away, but I don't think mm-hmm. whatever his no. problem is with Jacksonville, I don't think can be solved by money. Yeah, well, Jacksonville lost trade leverage when they failed to trade him by June 15th because then yeah. the window to, to extend past I mean, they, they'll be lucky to get something like the down, the, yeah, not down, the clowny deal where you know Seattle gave up you know some Really, they ripped off the, the Texans. <laughs> I know a lot of people were saying did, Bob, did Bill O'Brien uh, go work for the Seahawks in this trade, but <laughs> I mean, really, he gave away Clowney for a bunch of backups and a second-round pick. Yeah. And then he traded for David Johnson, and Ugh. I think the Cardinals probably thought they would have to give something to get rid of his contract, and so they got something. Instead, they got the best receiver in football, besides <laughs> yeah. not named Michael Thomas. You know what? God bless Bill O'Brien. <laughs> I know. You love it. God bless him. You absolutely love it. Well, I think we have about another week here. I saw a tweet from Tom Pelissero a couple hours ago, and it said there's some type of an agreement that needs to be finalized before the deadline can be established. The deadline for opting out is a week from the signature of that letter. And so the earliest the deadline could possibly occur then is August 4th. And uh, separately, I saw someone who sounded like they knew what they were talking about, uh, and I've heard people, uh, other folks say this too, from a medical side, the guys, the big guys that we're hearing about opting out make a lot of sense because in order to keep that kind of weight on like goldman weighs like 340 and so does pierce in order to keep that kind of weight on it it taxes your systems including your respiratory system at a greater rate than Mm -hmm. it would holding all that weight and therefore those guys those big guys that like the nose tackles are carrying are a slightly greater risk of complications if they do get coronavirus the COVID 19 so we may see some more of these big guys quit uh that are opt out uh, that said i gotta imagine that both the nfl and the nflpa understood that there was going to be some significant number of players that would opt out but keep in mind that we're there are currently over 2500 players in camp and we've had one percent of them opt out right now so yeah i think kind of within the scope in the scale and scope of what they anticipated i would think yeah it's crazy yeah i think so too and I'm not too much worried about the opting out parts right now. I think we may see a few more that are, like Dan said, maybe they think they're going to get cut and they'll opt out and get this extra money or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering more what's going to happen once the season starts, like this whole Philadelphia Marlin thing. What if one of these teams comes up and they get uh, 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 the Phillies, players None of the Phillies have tested positive. It's just those Marlins. I said the game. Not don't the, you, not don't you, don't you dirty up my Phillies here. They did nothing oh, they're wrong. Dirty. They're they dirty. did nothing wrong besides know that the Marlins tested positive and played the game anyway. See, that's that's just I don't know. That's kind of crazy. You're just asking for trouble. But what? I, Monday is, morning, what Monday morning at nine o'clock, I was convinced the baseball season was over. Because <laughs> I'm like fourteen tests, like fail. Yeah, that's a lot. And baseball's trucking through. They're they're saying, you know what? 
we're gonna keep you know that's the marlins problem which the only thing only positive i could see if this does happen in the nfl and these teams get hit with these tested cases like this it's going to help your undrafted rookies and it's going to help your free agents that's still out there unsigned that's going to be the ones that benefit the most because you got to fill these roster spots you got to have bodies it's going to help um the cities where the numbers are low <laughs> true, true yeah because florida god help the three florida teams Ugh. tampa miami and jacksonville sucks although I, I, I don't know like AEW has been doing wrestling in Jacksonville for months now. Now they test their wrestlers, but I mean, you know, there's no helmet, there's no face guard. Like they're like, you know. Yeah, but aren't they just kind of all centralized in that one spot, kind of keeping? They are. They're different from these teams flying from other places and coming in and then going out. That's a big difference. Yes and no, because they are going home in between tapings. What they do, what they do, and what what do the other wrestling uh, WWE been doing is they've been taping like three weeks worth of television in one shot, mm. or two weeks worth of television, whatever. They've been doing these hot shots, and then they've been trying to, you know, keep certain. You know, if if like uh, a couple wrestlers haven't been on TV because they tested positive. So they sent them home for two weeks or whatever. They they were able to come back once they tested negative. Baseball, they're pretty much testing until you're negative, and then you can pretty much come back, which kind of defies what I think we have been being told about the virus being, you know, in your system for, what, two weeks or something they want you to quarantine? Sounds right, yeah. So I don't know. I am not a scientist. I am not a vaccination expert. Um, but yeah, it's it just seems like, and I, I've heard this phrase over and over again: there are too many dollars on the table right now. Oh yeah, they're not going to let this get away. Here's some breaking I- news, and uh, again, me just scrolling through Twitter, finding all kinds of breaking news. Look at you. Uh, the Chiefs have agreed to a deal with Tedrick Thompson, former Seattle Seahawk. No oh, good mm-hmm. grief. They can you interrupted him. us for that. It's a defensive signing. Uh, Juan Thornhill is not playing anytime soon because he's still recovering. Somebody said Thornhill Insurance, which, yeah. I mean, Daniel Sorensen, I think, still starts with the Honey Badger, but. Surely. I mean, oh, yeah. If, if you can cover up Tedrick Thompson's weaknesses, then maybe he's useful in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Perhaps. Well, if Matthew has to start, then he's going to have to play a lot more deep if he's paired with Sorensen. I would guess they bring in Thompson because Thompson has some experience playing deep in Seattle. Yeah, did you see how that turned out? That makes sense, yes. Say again? Did you see how that turned out? Oh, yeah. He got about six games 
And then yeah. they said, yeah, we don't want you anymore. You're cut. Oh, I got that. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> cut. They tried to trade him <laughs> earlier this offseason, and, uh, yeah, they got laughed at, I think. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was – it's, it's interesting. I just came across that. I think you're going to see a lot – I mean, you saw some cuts the other day. Uh, I didn't see any names that really stuck out on my radar as people getting cut being, you know, huge deals. Um I think most of the people that got cut probably were going to be among the first cut anyway. They're they're what they call camp bodies, just guys brought in to you know run drills and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, so we'll kind of, I mean, we're we're trucking along here. Um, yeah, we're moving on. Trip, you got some uh, articles coming out or just published coming out soon about some defensive schemes so so i think you said dallas is coming up next right yeah no i appreciate you bringing it up yeah my my reason for being i guess in writing about fantasy football is that when i first started playing idp fantasy football i was surprised that i couldn't find more resources or analysis about what a scheme change does for various players you find quick blurbs about so-and-so changes from a 4-3 end to a 3-4 backer and and whether or not they lose value but i was more interested in the bigger picture and so because of that i just kind of decided to start researching it myself and writing about it has helped me piece the, pu- the puzzle together more completely i guess and so i've gone through all of the defensive coordinator changes and written up what um i think when we can anticipate happening what the result of that defensive change is and how that will affect the players idp values and so i haven't done minnesota that's the one that um i'm probably not going to get to quite honestly because at at this point i'm not going to see any preseason action i haven't seen a lot of information about what's going on in minnesota with dom capers in town uh it's uh, an internal hire from within situation anyway uh, as the coordinator goes but uh, the other 10 teams that have changed I got to Dallas last, and as you can see the hat there, I'm particularly interested in Dallas. <laughs> so, I've been a Cowboys fan since I was a little kid. The Panthers uh, came along. That's it. They're just cutting right there. There you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I do something that was frowned upon. I root for two teams. But anyhow, uh, I was really interested to see what Mike Nolan would bring to the Cowboys in terms of scheme changes and, and the use of players and personnel. And they had been using Rod Marinelli for quite a few years with a four, pretty standard-looking 4-3, as, as history goes. And so I nerded out on Tom Landry's 4-3 flex and – uh, dug into Bill Parcells' old school four three with the two gap or three four the two gappers up front and and it was interesting to see all the parallels because Mike Nolan was Dick Nolan's kid and Dick Nolan was Tom Landry's defensive coordinator and then uh, Mike Nolan also worked for um, Parcells when Parcells was the GM of the Jets and it was interesting to see all these things came together and I'm excited to see what Mike Nolan has in store for this defense but um, that will be at dynastyfootballfactory.com it's going to drop tomorrow morning the folks that are on Twitter will will find that link pretty quickly awesome. I've done a couple other uh, teams in front of the paywall I did the Chargers and Jacksonville a little bit more just kind of been following them incrementally and looking at changes as they go not a defensive coordinator change, but because those defenses were so bad, they needed to make some improvements. And so I'm interested to see how those defenses were tweaked up as well. And uh, I have uh, currently on Twitter, I did a tweet thread about the Baltimore Ravens linebackers. 
I was interested to see how I thought Queen and Harris and his rookie would fit together. And so it's a good opportunity for somebody who is uh, interested in seeing how I think before they commit to a subscription at Dynasty Football Factory to go and see um, just how I'm processing information. And, and uh, I've got some clips up there and just thinking through what that Ravens linebacker situation looks like. And um, at the same token, I'm also doing some things for, for tight ends also. And the reason I'm doing tight ends is because that seems to be the one position that folks on offense are least interested in and spend <laughs> the least amount of time in. And so <laughs> I dug into Tyler Higby today, too. I know that's a hot topic on Twitter. So um, It definitely is. Um, <laughs> I mean, how much of Higby's success, not to get too much in offense, was because Brandon Cooks was basically missing. I don't think that that had a huge uh, impact. I, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. I, they got Josh Reynolds on the field, and he took up a lot of those snaps. He probably yeah. had fewer um, targets per route than, than Cooks, certainly. Uh, but what what was going on with Higby is that he's a very much an outlet and uh, valve catching short passes, getting yards after the catch. And in weeks 13 through 17, he had uh, 270 yards after the catch. And if you were to prorate that over the course of the season, he would far exceed the yardage after the catch totals of guys like Michael Thomas and, and, and Chris Godwin. He would fall only behind a couple of running backs like McCaffrey. And so, and the reason why that happened is because they played Dallas, which, and, um, Arizona twice and Seattle. And those three teams are the only three teams in the NFL that gave more than a thousand yards up to receive two tight ends all year. That was so the, it that was, was a, the rule last year. Play your tight end against Arizona. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> and Arizona drafted Isaiah Simmons specifically. Exactly. Because yep. they need somebody to stop a tight end. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And they signed Campbell. So and so they got um um Gerald Everett there is taking the deeper passes. And so I hear a lot of conversation that, oh, well, the Rams will run 12 personnel and that will solve it. Well, (laughs) the only way to, in my mind, if Higby takes over is if he pushes Everett off the field and they stick with the 11 personnel. And that way, uh, his numbers might look more like Austin Hooper where he's catching a ton of volume. So uh, that's my take on it anyhow. And and real quick, I don't want you to give away everything. I don't want you to give away everything, (laughs) but – is there a certain player on the Dallas uh, scheme that we should maybe perk up a little bit that we might not have thought would be as impactful uh, previously? Is there anybody that might come out of the woodwork as a as a as a serviceable, maybe not a stud, but somebody that's going to be serviceable because of the scheme change with Mike Nolan? Yeah, well, in Dallas, you really have two scenarios. You have three big-name studs, and then you have a bunch of guys that are afterthoughts for IDP. Yeah. Uh, so the guy – so I the, the one guy that interests me is – and I've tweeted about this some too – that is totally off the radar. It's totally free everywhere. That In a deep league, could be interesting is Tyrone Crawford. He has a DT tag on MFL, probably has a DT tag on other sites as well. He's probably going to start at defensive end and then slide inside some in some of their 3-4 looks and then some of their pass rush packages. So the fact that he is out there as a base DE gives him an advantage on tackle compilation versus your typical defensive tackles. And so he, to me, is interesting, especially if you're in a little, little more of a tackle-heavy league. He offers a little bit of pass rush push, but he's not a big penetrator. 
So, but that's a guy that I, I have rostered in like 14, 16 teams leagues where I have 60 to 70 roster spots. He's the, he's the, he's the guy that's I got everywhere because he's free and he could turn into somebody that if you're in a DT required league, DT premium league, that's worth adding. So, not to mention that, I better check to see if he's on the waiver wire in our listener league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. I, uh, my ears perked up when I said, hey, I know him. <laughs> I got my MFL dashboard, and sometimes I don't get over to the sleeper to catch up with what's happening there. <laughs> yeah. But that would be a great league to pick him up in, that we start two defensive tackles as requirements. So we do. Uh, that would be Definitely. Um, Pat Mahomes decided to buy himself a baseball team. Yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> Spending the money wisely, huh? Baseball uh, can make you a lot of money. Once the fans get back in the stands, you're charging, you know, 15 bucks for a beer and a hot dog. So, you know. Oh, yeah. So you're making tons of money. Uh, Anyway, um, just announced Emmanuel Mosley signed his exclusive rights tender. Actually, that was seven hours ago. You just retweeted it. Never mind. I'm just looking at what's going there. Yeah. Uh, You know, again, a lot of these. A lot of these deals, I mean, Marcus Golden will probably hear signed his exclusive rights deal because he was under one of those things, too. Um, there's a couple of guys that signed their exclusive rights contracts um, there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's about all I think we have. We're going to go over some stuff on the Patreon. Uh, busy news day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are – players are reporting. They're getting tested. Yep. They're proceeding as usual. Uh, I heard something about college football may start earlier, which I don't know how that's possible. Huh. I guess they're going to try to beat the the second wave that's still the first wave technically, but um, well, we won't get into too much of that. But, anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically about all we got. Um, Daryl, what are you working on this week? Uh, I should have an IDP Davy article some uh, coming out. The first, I think, is scheduled. Uh, working on another Davy piece, and then I'm still looking at my role with the rookie series, and got a few other things I'm working on. So, haven't made up my mind which way I want to go. I, I usually get three or four started, and then trying to see just which one hits me, and I go from there. So, you're gonna start working on team previews, aren't you? Uh, yes, Dan, I am. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed that, that was my passive aggressive way to get an answer out of you. Nah. Uh, we, we, we were talking about team previews and how we hate them, but uh, they, they are kind of necessary evil. It sounds like, um, Trip, you've already done some of that because you've kind of dove deep into the schemes. My only thing is I get carried away and they're too long. I can't. That's my problem is, you know, you say, you say do the NFC North and then 15 pages later, you still are telling people, you know, about Hercules Mata Afa being a uh, undrafted free agent that could play fifth string defensive tackle. Right. And with the news today, I'm, like, hesitant to even start until after all these opt-outs happen. Because, I mean, you could write up that, you know, Mike Hughes is going to have a great season at quarterback, and then tomorrow Mike Hughes says, I'm opting out. 
and then you just wasted an hour typing up, you know, finding stats on Mike Hughes, and you know what I mean? Well, I guess if we were all doing this full time, that would be something. But I started these previews back before the NFL draft. <laughs> yeah, well, what I did learn about the length, though, to that point, is I was at first starting. I would put two or three times teams together in an article, and that would be two thousand words. <laughs> I said, "Man, I got to yeah. cut this back." <laughs> I tend to nerd out on some of these analyses. <laughs> See, and there's there's a fine line because, and, and this is an interesting peek into the the writer's mind here, since we all write. I look at writing as I want to make a very, you know, nicely written, concise, colorful kind of writing. <laughs> but then you go into, you know, WordPress or whatever, and, you know, you got all these things you got to look at, and they're like, this is too long, this is this, this is... I'm like, I'm trying to be creative here, and you're stifling my creativity. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Daryl says yeah, all the time. See, Daryl, now you know. You got to fix your own paper now. You got to, <laughs> you know, go through and do all that stuff. Now you know what the editors had to do. To try to pretty it up so it hits green, right? Yeah. Green is ugly. That SEO stuff, man, just messes everything up. I know it's it needs necessary, but you know I don't want to mention my keyword fifteen times in my paper because then it makes me sound like an idiot because I keep repeating myself. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. I, well, it's not so bad if you can work, if you've got a pretty good sized article where you can work it in a few times. But what they're wanting you to do, I think, is just a little crazy. But not they WordPress. What WordPress wants you to do? No. Yes. We're stuck with it, Dan. We just have to deal with it. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's your fault. I don't know how, but it's your fault. Uh, I would say I'd get hired by a, a magazine, but magazines don't really exist anymore. They're all online. They're all they're all like they're, all the big name writers sign with the athletic. So Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, yes, we have magazines. Yeah, I'm mean, still I, looking for rookie magazines. They do exist. They do exist. <laughs> yes. But anyway. I think we're gonna do our Patreon show now. So anything else for the people before we go trip? Well, I just say, again, I really appreciate you guys having me on. And as you can tell, I'm a novice in podcasting as I've tended to ramble a little bit. But um, oh, you're fine, it's, been, it's, <laughs> it's been fun talking with you. And I, I hope that some folks who are listening and playing IDP find some find something useful out of, of what we provided. I hope they'll come check us out. Come check me out on um, at DynastyFootballFactory.com and come check out uh, the, the handle the, at Dynasty Trip on on Twitter. So thanks again for having me and uh, we definitely hope to speak with you again soon. Yes. Sweet. Hollywood, any last words? Well, if you really want to know what we say after on Patreon, then the best thing to do is sign up for Patreon. Yes. That would be the best. By Get the all way, those juicy nuggets. By the way, we, we had three people that want to beat you so bad they already paid before they even <laughs> got an invite to pay um so so yes we are looking for four more to try to take daryl out daryl has talked all kinds of smack for the last month about how everybody is scared of him it's not smack 
it's, and, it's true. and how everybody is going to lose to him. So come shut Daryl up. There's four spots left. Actually, three, because I'm going to play and try to shut him up, too. Um, three oh. spots left. Uh, Trip, your Eliminator has begun, finally, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, the draft is, on, is underway. We're yes. through round one, I believe. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I have, have so many of them go. going on. I have so many of them going on, it's hard for me to keep track of which one's which. <laughs> oh, I understand. Let's give a shout-out to the cause, man. There's so much negative news today, Liz. Let's yes. talk about, you know, props to you for getting this set up and donating to Autism um, Speaks and other autism-related charities. I think that's awesome that, that you're doing this for the, for the community. It's certainly a you know, highly valuable uh, and important work that, that um, uh, those, folk, those organizations are doing. And I think it's great that the people are coming together to, to provide some, some, some money to charity to those causes. So yes. that's, that's great. Congratulations for that. Thank you. And um, we're almost finished filling up Coach Dingus's. Oh, we need two more for Dingus's, and then I think we're finished there. Uh, so and we have a couple people that are multiples, so they, they may say this is too many going on at one time. Uh, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure we, we got, um, uh, you know, and like I said, I kind of have stayed out of them, and I'll jump in if necessary. Like, I might have to jump into Jordan's... Uh, IDP one two three one because um, we have two people that are in multiple that may be like yeah this is too many <laughs> so you know too many to keep track of I know I have like four or five leagues going on and trying to make sure that these run smoothly as well so I'm kind of you know losing my mind fortunately I can sit at my computer for a couple hours a morning and knock some stuff out um, but yeah. Oh, actually, there are a couple more added to our list that I did forget about a couple of these guys. Uh, no. Star Lou Tulele and Eddie Vanderdoes uh, are gone. So that's... You know, Star was projected to play, what, a couple hundred snaps to the Bills this year. I guess they... Um, I've seen takes in Buffalo before that they would just as soon Star retire and let... Harrison Phillips and Vernon Butler split that work. So I was going to say, Harrison up. Phillips, uh, had he not lost last season due to injury, he would probably yeah. be – I mean, I think they wanted Star there just as insurance for him, but, yeah. yeah don't count out A.J. Epineza. That's, he's a big boy that could fill a role there too, so. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to the Patreon. Um, we want to thank MyFantasyLeague.com, of course, for our listener league. And uh, the IDP Invitational is this Saturday, Sunday, the first, whatever day the first is. Uh, that's Saturday. Can't wait. Ooh. Saturday. So we'll be kicking that off. Um, again, a, a lot of um, a lot of good leagues that have sprouted up this season, uh, bringing some awareness to different charities. Um, you know, that one I had a little bit of a hand in. Nate kind of took the reins, you know. I was like the I'm idea. super excited about it, though. I was the idea man on that, and... Uh, so you're saying Nate stole your idea is what you're saying. Good job, No, Nate. we worked together, and then... Good job, know, Nate! He just took the ball and, and went with it. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, and I, I provided a link to donate to, which we're over a 1,000 for that. That uh, is with, awesome. With the Eliminators and... The hopeful, there's still some people that are in that that need to, to pay up here. 
Mm. You know, you were invited. You know, you're encouraged <laughs> to, uh, to to at least ten bucks. Uh, That's right. Put the down the donuts dish. for a week. You Leave know. your Starbucks alone. Donate. You can do this. Two Starbucks drinks, and there's your ten bucks. Starbucks yeah, is probably closing down. early anyway, so because yeah, don't lay down the donuts. Donuts are good. True, true. I can try to lay off the donuts and, and hit, hit the gym. Uh, but, yeah, that's starting Saturday. I'm excited for that to get started. Um, like I said, uh, Nate's did a great job of setting that up and getting all the graphics done for it and all. And um, that blue division is going to be a murderer's row, I tell you. The black division is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty tough, too. So those are the that's two, what I was fixing. Those, those, are two, those are the two expert divisions, uh, so to speak. So I wish I could remember off the top of my head which division I was in, but I better go turn on my draft notifications. <laughs> yeah, I think they're probably on. Yeah, um, if you're in the eliminators, turn your draft notifications on. I think I did that for everybody today, but uh, for some reason they got turned off. I don't know why, but yeah, I was, well. but yeah, anyways, we're gonna go to the Patreon. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will uh, hopefully have some training camp stuff i heard the the browns are going to live stream their practices so while there's there's rumors of you're not going to be allowed to report on where people line up if i see it with my own eyes i can speak about it on the podcast and the browns are interesting too because that's another defensive coordinator change that i've written up so i'm curious to see if what i have checks out <laughs> there you go and you know mac the knife i think a lot of us are expecting to do big things um so we'll see how yep. that goes uh so patreon check us out on there we got yes. we have five follow us on over small but strong. join us yes join us we did our uh roster breakdown last week with our one patron um, and his and that was really fun by the way it was fun we spent about an hour talking. good time yeah uh, you had a good team a contract so. play yeah I mean it was different it was really fun sitting there to break down with the owners and me and Dan kind of giving our views and helping them out it was, it was really fun I enjoyed that so music if you want that kind of stuff you've, you've got to uh, hit the Patreon that music's over good night <laughs> Tighten up. I didn't hear no music because you won't let me listen.